but they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I got baptized in uh, Lake Minnetonka. I uh, hit a couple backflips. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. My swag was having no swag. Are you not entertained? That's got to be the Minnesota Vikings. That has to be their franchise tagline. Like when you walk in the building, it should say Minnesota Vikings. Are you not entertained? Because, boy, while the Vikings have provided us some so-so football over the years uh, and some heartbreaking losses, the one thing is for sure, you are definitely entertained the whole way through. And, all right, welcome in, everyone, to the Minnesota Sports Podcast. I'm CJ Baumgartner, and we are reacting to the news that Jim Harbaugh interviewed with the Vikings for nine hours just like Patrick Graham did the day before, and he did not get a job offer. Jim Harbaugh is going back to Michigan. This is according to Ian Rappaport, Tom Pelissero, first broke by Adam Schefter of ESPN. Jim Harbaugh is out of the running. He's going back to Michigan to be their head coach. It's not going for the Miami job. That's a dumpster fire. Uh, he's going to stay at Michigan, and it uh, seems like he's going to be there for the time being. But um, here's the deal. Jim Harbaugh interviewed all day the speculation the momentum if you pulled twitter it was a hundred percent people were going to walmart and they were getting ready to buy the khakis and oh my goodness and then it didn't happen and everybody is shocked and they are jaw dropped and they're acting like this was a giant surprise and i gotta tell you i you can hear me on the podcast yesterday we talked about this i said guys harbaugh has the momentum but for whatever reason, a lot of Twin Cities media people really have the name stuck on Kevin O'Connell, the offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams, and he is going to be the franchise's next head coach, according to multiple reports. The Vikings have given him an offer. They've informed Raheem Morris. They've informed Patrick Graham that they are out of the running, and it's kaput. Kevin O'Connell seems to be the next head coach. Of course, he officially can't accept a job offer until uh, the Rams are done with the Super Bowl a week from Sunday. So it's going to be another week and a half before we have that press conference. But my guess is the Minnesota Vikings are going to have it ready to go Monday afternoon, Monday morning, whatever, uh, depending on how the Super Bowl winds up for Los Angeles. But I tell you what. This whole process was entertaining because this Harbaugh thing really picked up momentum over the weekend. This was something that really looked like it was going to happen. And there's still a lot of unknowns about this situation. So as we kind of were reading the tea leaves from yesterday, we said that it looked like Adolfo Mensa was on board. According to reports now, it looked like ownership was still on the fence. Um, there's uh, Mr. Bacon. Uh, as I'm looking up his first name here, he's a big Harbaugh guy. Like, he's just really close to Jim Harbaugh. And he had a bunch of tweets over the last kind of week or so. He was the first one that floated out some Harbaugh speculation a, a couple weeks ago. But really, um, it's it's John U. Bacon. He's a New York Times bestselling writer, public speaker, radio commentator. Uh, he's in Ann Arbor. This is according to his Twitter bio. Uh, but John U. Bacon has been a guy on the Harbaugh beat. And he had a long Twitter thread earlier today, a 13-tweet thread, laying out everything that Harbaugh had to do. He had to convince the Will family, um, and he basically had to deal with convincing ownership 
And because one, Jed York, the owner of the San Francisco 49ers, was badmouthing Harbaugh for years. The second one is that there was a minority owner who's a Michigan alum that was not uh, very receptive to Harbaugh coming here. Now, whether he didn't like Rich Rodriguez when he was at Michigan either, so whether he's just one of those football purists, you know, like the guys at LSU's and the guys at Notre Dame's and whatever, being like, hmm, we should, uh, we should be winning national championships every year. Our coach sucks kind of thing. Um, Either that or he just wanted Harbaugh to stay in Michigan. I don't know. It could be either one of the two. Um, so there's that. And it could just be that there were other people in the building who liked O'Connell better. Uh, Kevin O'Connell impressed the Vikings initially and impressed them in the second interview. According to reports, it said they liked his vision for the franchise. I believe that's according to Tom Pelissero. And really, and we'll touch more on Kevin O'Connell in a second, but young offensive coordinator... Just you, the it's a copycat league, and really you notice this in everything. Whether it's business, whether it's Hollywood, whether it's sports, they all copy each other, and they all copy. They go after trends, and whether that's good or bad, you can make the case either way. And I totally could understand your reasoning. The trend is the young offensive mind to lead the franchise, hopefully for years to come. Whereas Harbaugh was more of a shelf life guy. He's a guy that's four years. But and I've had numerous people make this argument to me is. Well, if it's four years and you get a chance to be really competitive in those four years, why don't you go for it? And sure, that's a great point. I don't disagree with that at all. I don't think Harbaugh would have blown up in their faces. But I think when you look at where this team is at, now the Wolves don't want a full rebuild, but when you bring in a young GM and you bring in a young head coach, I don't think they're openly going to say we're rebuilding, but I don't think they're going in with the intention that they're Super Bowl contenders. Heck, even if they're... I mean, at best, they're fringe playoff contenders who would play on a weak schedule a la the Philadelphia Eagles last season. Kind of that route. That's their best path to the playoffs. But this team needs work. This team needs some work. And they need to go in a different direction. This team needs... This team needs a lot of work on the defensive side of the ball. This team has a lot of offensive issues they need to figure out. One thing could be, too, Harbaugh liked Kirk Cousins. Does the franchise want to move on from Kirk Cousins? Do they not want to extend Kirk Cousins? How do they feel about him? Um, is that the question? Do they want a young quarterback? There's a, there's a lot of things about the Harbaugh interview we don't know. All we know is that Harbaugh wanted the job. He basically told his staff and recruits that if a job was offered, he would take it. And he got to Minnesota, interviewed for nine hours, and didn't get the job. So he didn't do enough to convince the Minnesota Vikings to hire him. And whatever you want to say about that, that's just how it worked out. And we, we're going to find out more information in the coming days, I'm sure. But as it stands right now, Harbaugh just couldn't convince the Vikings to give him a chance. And now it stands, Kevin O'Connell is the new head coach of the Vikings. And I think... Again, it's going to take a lot of work. This Vikings team is not win now. They, they're. I'm not saying it needs to be a full three-year rebuild like the Detroit Lions, but you definitely do need to take a step back this season and say, we are not making the playoffs this year. But we want to make the playoffs in 2023. So what can we do in 2022? Do we draft a new quarterback? Do we trade Kirk Cousins? Do we whatever? Like, there's a whole bunch of scenarios you can play in your head. But I think the biggest thing is like, Remember Mike Zimmer's first season. Nobody thought they were making the playoffs. There was a lot of good pieces on that team in 2014, 2015, that season. But it wasn't good enough to make the playoffs. They went 7-9, and 
and they built on that to make the playoffs next season and start their window. And I think that's really where you have to to look at it. The Vikings have pieces. Of course, they have a lot of pieces on the offensive side of the ball. And we don't know how Kevin O'Connell feels about Kirk Cousins, but we'll find I'm sure we'll find out in the coming months what that plan is going to be. But I just think when you look at Jim Harbaugh, and that's the whole point of this, this team is a lot of work. You have to rebuild that defense. There's a lot of free agents. Almost the entire defense is a free agent walking. Anthony Barr, um, Everson Griffin, uh, uh, Sheldon Richardson, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson has one year left. Michael Pierce, I believe he has maybe one or two seasons left on that contract. Um... Anthony Barr, of course, as we said, is walking out the door. Xavier Woods walking out the door. Patrick Peterson, Mackenzie Alexander. Uh, That's a lot of pieces who are going to be leaving your football team, and you have no contingency plans to replace them. This defense could be bad next season. Like, I... And actually, they were bad the last two seasons. So I guess my whole point is, like, don't expect them to get much better right away unless, of course, they get a home run higher in the defensive coordinator position and draft a really good defender. I mean, that could happen. But the point is, is don't expect this defense to be a quick turnaround. They need work. They need one to two seasons of work. Remember, Mike Zimmer tried to, and we said that, I said this on the podcast during the regular season, you can't just sign a bunch of free agents and hope they all work out. Building a really good defense, and building a really good offense, rather, but building really good defense for sure, takes a couple years of finding guys, piecing them together, letting them play together for a while, and then kind of having it peak for a solid two to three, one to three seasons. And that's when the Minnesota Vikings were. From about 2016 to 2019, they were one of the best defenses in the NFL. And... They they had that was years of Harrison Smith and Xavier Rhodes and Anthony Barr, Eric Hendricks, Daniel Hunter, Everson Griffin, Dal uh, um, uh, rather Linval Joseph, uh, just a bunch of different guys coming together and playing well, and they really didn't get that anymore. Once they had to gut the defense in 2019, the Minnesota Vikings were like, okay, we're rebuilding the defense, and then they're like, no, we're not, we're competing, but we're rebuilding and we're competing. Oh no, we're competing. And that's the thing. The Vikings need to figure out what they're going to do. It's a long-winded way of saying this defense needs work. There's question marks at quarterback. Uh, There's question marks with your interior offensive line, specifically at the right guard and the center position. You need to figure out, again, what you're going to do at quarterback. You need to figure out what you're going to do. I mean, there's just a bunch of different things on this team that you have to figure out. And I'm sorry, this, as much as Vikings fans, yes, there's a lot of talent on this roster. Too much talent to tank. I'm not saying the Vikings should go 3-14 and 14 or whatever and have your owner pay them $100,000 to lose every game. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this team is not going to be good enough to win a Super Bowl next season. And Jim Harbaugh would be pedal to the metal, let's win, and it's a two- to three-year shelf life. And I'm sorry, this... if. If Jim Harbaugh takes over the team in 2018, yes, Jim Harbaugh is the perfect head coach for that. The perfect head coach to do that. If they fire Mike Zimmer after the underwhelming 2018 season and they say it was on the head coach and they want to bring in a new guy and they bring in Harbaugh with a lot of the pieces the Vikings had in 2019, yes, there's a great shot they make a run. But you they just can't and Jim Harbaugh whether right or wrong now he's more of a player's coach but how is he going to deal with front office how is he going to deal with ownership how much did Jed York bad-mouthing him around the league how much did that have to do there's a lot of questions about Jim Harbaugh that we just won't 
know. And, or at least we don't know initially, and we may never know. But I think the biggest thing is that Jim Harbaugh had a lot to prove, and he wasn't able to do it. Now, that could just be the Vikings had made up their mind either way. Some of these people, we don't really know who it was. We know the Wilves needed to be sold, but how much did they need to be sold? How much did the minority owner's influence have on them? How much did Kwesi Adolfo Mensa have say? There's a ton of questions here. Now, the right answer is you should let the GM pick the head coach. But also, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa is 40 years old, and this is his first GM job. How much say does he get? How much say does the owners get? Keep in mind, Kevin O'Connell was on the shortlist for Kwesi too. So it's not like Jim Harbaugh was this homer, was his only shot on a bullet. I think Kwesi Adolfo Mensa being there intrigued Harbaugh, and I think having some interest in bringing Harbaugh over. But ultimately... You know, and that's the thing is how much say did Kwese get? Was his culture of being open and collaborative? Did that not mesh with what Harbaugh wanted to do? Harbaugh didn't want control over the 53-man roster, by the way. That's something we're learning too. Uh, so it, it's just kind of it's a bunch of little like I I made a tweet yesterday about Harbaugh flying in or uh, two days ago about Harbaugh flying in to this interview in Minnesota, and I said it means nothing and everything at the same time. It like and that's what a lot of these nuggets are. Does Jim Harbaugh needing to convince ownership mean it either you know it means nothing and everything at the same time? Just Jed York bad mouthing uh, Harbaugh across the league that means nothing, and it also means a whole lot. And that's the thing is we don't know, and it's just I I don't know. This is the whole way of saying that Harbaugh was not as simple a hire as everybody was making it out to be. Now it's not to say that if they would have hired Harbaugh, the franchise would have been set back for years to come, or it would have been a failure. I don't know that, and you don't know that. I also don't know that he would have succeeded, and you don't know that he would have succeeded. I don't know if Kevin Connell is going to be a good head coach, and you don't know if Kevin O'Connell is going to be a good head coach. I don't know if Kwesi is going to be a good GM, and you don't know if Kwesi is going to be a good GM. That's the whole point. We don't know. You take your best guess. And the Vikings, did they want to put all of it into a 58-year-old head coach who had baggage and is, again, not in a team that's in a compete-for-a-Super-Bowl-now mode? They're not in full rebuild, but they're certainly not on the cusp of winning the big game. So, I, again, I think there's a lot of factors here. I We don't know. We're going to find out in the coming days what the Vikings' decisions were, and we'll find out more as the press conference gets closer. All we know is that Jim Harbaugh is not going to be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. And honestly, I'm not as upset as Vikings Twitter is. Vikings Twitter is up in arms right now. This franchise doesn't take big shots. This franchise is always underwhelming, yada, yada, yada. Keep in mind, Kirk Cousins was a big swing at the time. The Vikings are not unprone to doing splashes. They traded for Unique and now Unique and Gakwe is on a home run type of thing, but they made a move to get Unique and Gakwe because they felt like they can compete. They traded a first round pick for Sam Bradford in 2016. This isn't a franchise that is unafraid to go for it. You know, the cheap Polads argument comes up with the Twins. You know, they don't take big swings. And generally, for most of their history, they did not. You know, up in uh, the Josh Donaldson contract was one. But, like, other than that, like, if there was a big-name free agent, I mean, or a big-name trade or whatever, the Twins, like, if you threw it out there, you get laughed out of the room. So, 
I don't think the Wilfs and the Vikings organization as a whole, I don't think they're not prone to big swings, and I don't think they're prone to doing things that they feel would make their football team better. I, I really don't think this is a they just don't understand football kind of argument. Now, maybe it is. Like, maybe they don't understand the situation. Maybe. But I'm saying, like, based on all the evidence before me, I just don't – I think that it's just – I think it's – and look, we're all accustomed to it. Don't get me wrong. Like, my fan my fan brain turns on all the time, too, and you make quick judgments. You know, like, anytime Kirk Cousins throws a touchdown pass, I'm like, woo! Like, that's a great pass by Kirk. Like, awesome job. He makes such good throws, and then he throws an interception. I'm like, Kirk sucks. Like, I get that. My, my fan brain turns on just like everybody else. But this is one with Jim Harbaugh where I'm like, you know what? It's okay. This franchise is going to be fine. Jim Harbaugh might have been a great head coach, but we don't know. Kevin O'Connell might or might not be a good head coach. We don't know. But right now, the Minnesota Vikings did not set their franchise back, and they're not... I don't think they're doing the team a disservice by not bringing him in the building. I think one of the biggest critiques of Harbaugh was how he treated players, and I've said before the parallels to Zimmer. Hearing a little more about Harbaugh, it sounds like he's not as bad as Zimmer was. Like, he didn't, he doesn't throw his players under the bus in media sessions. He doesn't, you know, put up a, uh, put up a uh, slideshow to talk about how terrible his, how, how hard he's had it and all that kind of stuff, and woe is me. I don't think Harbaugh was like that as Zimmer. But was Harbaugh a guy who would ride you? Was he a guy that would be in your face? Sure. Does Kevin O'Connell seem like that? Not at all. Now, again, we could totally be different. And we'll talk a little bit more about Kevin O'Connell here in a second. But the last thing I want to say on Jim Harbaugh is we just – he there was just too many – there was too much baggage to overcome. And the Minnesota Vikings with Kowese are going for a collaborative approach, whatever that means. So that's a buzzword. I know collaborative, synergy – uh, you know, open-mindedness, kumbaya, whatever you want to say. Uh, it's it, it's not the direction they wanted to go in, and that's fine. It's fine. Jim Harbaugh might be might have been a great head coach, but there's no guarantee it works either. So we just kind of have to see. We have to let time play out, and in the moment, it sucks because it felt like you had a big home run hire, and. You know, honestly, I think one of the biggest reasons why Harbaugh left is probably because everybody changed their profile pic to that deep-fried picture of him. And honestly, I'd be pretty scared. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be a little freaked out by that. But the la- but just the last thing on Harbaugh is I think with the direction the Vikings wanted to go, I think it just pointed in the direction. I think a guy like Raheem Morris could have fit that role. I think really the two – and I don't know much about uh, Patrick Graham, so I can't say how much he fit or didn't fit. Uh, but I think Raheem Morris and uh, – I think Raheem Morris – or Kevin O'Connell would have been would have been the hires I would have gone with based on hearing everything. I think Raheem Morris would have fit well with that synergy, with that you know kind of with that kind of uh, uh, everybody gets input and collaborative kind of deal. I think Raheem Morris would have been great for that because he'd done work on the offensive and defensive sides of the ball. He understands being the head coach as the CEO of a football team. I think there was a lot to like in Raheem Morris, but I do understand why the Minnesota Vikings went with Kevin O'Connell. He's a young I I mean he's a young guy and he, Harbaugh doesn't fit that mold. He's an older head coach who again has a run heavy offense and there was 
again gets on it gets on his players maybe a little bit too much kind of rubs people the wrong way especially in management and you are management so there and whether that's right or wrong you can see why the minnesota vikings said no and we'll find more information in the coming days and we'll discuss it here on the podcast but i think that's just my jim harbaugh thing he just wasn't able to overcome the baggage whether that's right or wrong the minnesota vikings moved on and that's not the worst thing for the franchise that's my wrap-up on Jim Harbaugh. But let's take a second here now and talk about who the new Minnesota Vikings head coach is set to be. And it's set to be Kevin O'Connell. He's the uh, he is the uh, offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams. And doing some uh, quick Google search of just who Kevin O'Connell is, um, he spent some time as a player. And this is a thing that... Uh, Greg Rosenthal tweeted of uh, NFL Network. He uh, tweeted out here that O'Connell is already a head coach despite being uh, drafted to be Tom Brady's backup eight years into Tom Brady's career, which is amazing. And which uh, had a friend of the podcast, Ian Rivers, he, I, I showed him that and he basically said, Brady has changed the way we look at a lot of things and he's totally correct. Tom Brady has broken everyone's brains, uh, right or wrong. Uh, just how we view the league and how we view winning and how we view all that kind of stuff. Tom Brady's broken everything. So uh, Mac Jones was one years old when Tom Brady uh, first uh, stepped onto an NFL field. So there you go. I feel old yet. But uh, Kevin O'Connell was a player in New England. He was a, uh, in Detroit. He was in uh, New York. He was in Miami. He was with the Jets. He was with the Chargers. Um, and he played from 20, uh, 2008 to 2012. And uh, there was really, uh, he was kind of a training camp slash practice squad body for a couple of years too. Uh, so he didn't have a really, he was a third round pick out of San Diego State. Um, so again, it kind of didn't, didn't really have a great NFL career, but did have some time as a coach. He was a quarterback's coach in, uh, in Cleveland in 2015, was a special projects coach on the San Francisco 49ers. Don't necessarily know what that means or what his duties were, but keep in mind, Kawese was in San Francisco during that time. So there's the connection to Kevin O'Connell. He was the Washington Redskins quarterbacks coach in 2017. Kirk Cousins last season in Washington. So there is a Cousins connection. So whether, or you know, if you do want to keep that going or if you want to maximize Kirk, you have a guy who's worked with him before, which should help him integrate into this offense if you stick with him. He also stayed with Washington he became the quarterback's coach in 2018, also the passing game coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator for Washington in 2019. Um, keep in mind, 2019, I believe, was the last season of Jay Gruden. Um, and then he has been the offensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams for the past two seasons. So he's never called plays in his career, because keep in mind, Jay Gruden was the play caller. Now, we don't know who specifically was calling plays um, when... Uh, the uh, when Washington fired uh, Jay Gruden because I believe they hired the offensive line coaches as interim, and I don't believe he was calling plays. But if then, that's a very limited amount of play calling at about half of a season. Um, and then, of course, he didn't call plays with the Rams as uh, Sean McVay had that as well. Um, so let's see here. Um, he uh, When we look at O'Connell's time, um, in Washington, he was of course promoted to offensive coordinator uh, during the C uh, during the 2019 uh, season, and uh, doesn't really say much if he was calling plays, but has had a big hand in uh, 
uh, in just being around an offense of the last uh, couple seasons. And again, he's worked around some great offensive people when you look at being on the staff with Jay Gruden. When you look at him being on the coaching staff um, in uh, around his career, um, of course, working with Sean McVay, which obviously has some big credibility. And uh, that's the one thing about uh, Sean McVay uh, and his assistants. They get a lot of head coaching opportunities. But I think my biggest thing is, yeah, he hasn't called plays, but neither did Zach Taylor. And Zach Taylor's now coaching in a Super Bowl. And I know it's mainly because of Joe Burrow, almost 99.99999% Joe Burrow. But also, he's still the head. I mean, he's still the head coach of that football team. So I think there's, I think the biggest thing is just find your franchise quarterback, and that's really, and then it kind of solves a lot of problems. But Kevin O'Connell checks a lot of boxes. He's a young offensive coordinator. Um, if you look at the age of Kevin O'Connell, of course, again, uh, he's younger than Tom Brady. He's 36 years old. 36 years old will be 37 in May. So he'll be 37 by opening week, by training camp, all that kind of stuff. But again, he's a young head coach. He fits that mold. Um, he's an offensive coordinator. He's worked with Sean McVay. He's worked with Jay Gruden. He's worked with some of the, the brighter offensive minds in the NFL uh, over the last few years. Um, hasn't been calling plays, so that's a little bit of a of an issue here. But also uh, worked with Kirk Cousins, and that's whether you're keeping him or not. That's a good thing to have. If you're Kirk, you know, if you're the Vikings, and maybe you want Kirk Cousins to just play for one more year to ride out that contract, maybe a Kevin O'Connell is a guy that can convince him to stay because Kirk has worked with him in the past, and they have a natural connection there. And if you want to keep Kirk Cousins, then there's a guy that has already worked with him and would maybe be more inclined to work with Kirk Cousins or to figure out how to uh, how to do that. Um, another thing is just the the way the league is trending with the young head coaches and with uh, the offensive minds and all that kind of stuff. Because keep in mind, if you get a young head coach and he is your guy, he's there for a while. And I know the NFL lifespan for a head coach is about, uh, you know, a good head coach is about four to seven years. Kind of Mike Zimmer was, you know, kind of about as high as you get to be an NFL head coach, not named Marvin Lewis or Bill Belichick. Um, so in today's NFL, so I, I don't know. I think he's a young offensive mind. I think he's somebody that brings a different energy into the room. Mike Zimmer being an old school football guy, run the football, play great defense. Um, the, I, I think it was Sam Ekstrom of purple daily tweeted out that the Rams did the most 11 sets, which basically is just a lot of passing offenses. They led the league in a lot of passing situations. So expect the Vikings to completely flip how they do offense, or at least to have a new kind of, you know, run to set up the pass. No, no, no. Pass to set up the run kind of situation. So again, uh, Kevin O'Connell checks a lot of boxes. Young offensive core, uh, young offensive coordinator. Worked with Sean McVay. Also worked some time with Jay Gruden. Did some time with Kirk Cousins as well. Um, and has a former player as well. So uh, a lot of things. Remember Eric Kendricks, Brian O'Neill were both like, man, we needed to have a guy who connects with the players. And Mike Zimmer, while being a head coach for a very long time, was not a player. And you see this in baseball a lot with uh, a lot of managers being not only just former players, because most managers in baseball were former players, but they were guys who retired recently. Uh, you look at somebody 
like uh, Rocco Baldelli in Minnesota. He retired in 2010, halfway through that season, and by 2019 he was a manager. But he's he was only in his he retired very early in his career. Um, you look at uh, you know there's a bunch of players, a uh, bunch of managers around the league. Brad Osmus had some time as well. Um, Alex Cora. Um, uh, so there's just a lot of there's a lot of examples here. Um, I could go with Craig Council in Milwaukee. Um, just a bunch of examples around the league of players who had played recently. Dave Roberts as well. Um, so uh, Alex, uh, uh, I was going to say Alex Boone, but uh, Boone in uh, in New York. So there's a lot of different situations here uh, with the players going in. But in the NFL, it, it doesn't really happen that much. So for I mean this uh, again. He's a guy that can help connect with players, is essentially my point, because he was a player. And he was a player as recently as 10 years ago. Now, it's a bit of a divide, but he's also, again, he understands just what players are going through. It's the middle of the season. It's a long stretch. I think there's some intangibles there. But the biggest thing, according to, I believe it was Tom Pelissero, the vision for the franchise. Does Jim Harbaugh have a vision for the franchise? No, he knows he's there four years. He's in and out. He doesn't have a long-term vision for the team. And again, should fans care? No. Should even the players care? No. Not really. But does ownership and does general managing care? Yeah. And when they're the ones who make the decisions and the Wilfs, whether Adolfo Mensa was on board with Harbaugh or not, the Wilfs are the ones that write the checks. And you really can't have too much say. But the Wilfs are also some hands-off owners as well. So for them to step in and not want this, is, you know, whether it's out of their character or whether it's them being like, we really just didn't feel right about Harbaugh, whatever it is. Maybe also, I mean, you could go the cheaper route, but the Wolves are willing to spend money. So they're paying $30 million for a quarterback. I don't think it's a cost-cutting measure to bring in O'Connell. I think you genuinely, genuinely, I think they genuinely just got swept away by a young head coach who checks a lot of boxes for the football team. Harbaugh's boxes were playoff experience, um, good record with NFL quarterbacks, but his uh, uh, his baggage was just he's got a short shelf life and he just coll- uh, collides too much with management and ownership. So again, O'Connell checks a lot of boxes that Harbaugh just couldn't, and we'll see what happens now um, in the coming weeks. Obviously, it's a formality. Kevin O'Connell can't say he's taking the job um, in writing, and he can't leak it to the media. He can't go out and say, "Yep, I'm going to be the head coach." Like. Whatever. Everybody in the building probably knows it. He's probably talked to Sean McVay about it. They've probably, you know, like they all know he's leaving, but it's just like we're not going to say it and we got to focus on winning a Super Bowl and that's fine. Um, but who the staff is going to be interesting too. How many veteran NFL head coaches are on that staff? Who the offensive coordinator, who the defensive coordinator is going to be? There's a lot of moves and this is very, very interesting. And just because they sign O'Connell doesn't mean that they're not going to try to win. It just means that there's no need to push all your chips into the table this offseason. And that's fine. This offseason should be let's figure out what we have and what we want to do and still quote unquote the culture and go on from there. But all I have to say is Kevin O'Connell is the next head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, not officially, kind of, but officially. Officially unofficial. And Jim Harbaugh is not. That's not the worst thing for the franchise. There's a lot to like about Kevin O'Connell. Don't undershadow him because he's not Jim Harbaugh. Um, but we also have no idea if Kevin O'Connell is going to be good or not. But we also have no idea if any of them are going to be good or not. And that's the whole point. 
Take your best guess, and that's why it's fun to speculate and it's fun to talk. People who are mad that Jim Harbaugh didn't get hired, there's, I mean, I understand your frustration. There's a lot to like with Harbaugh. So I don't know. Like, there's a lot to like with O'Connell. There's a lot to like with Raheem Morris. There's a good amount to like with Patrick Graham having a good defense in New York and that being the only good thing about that football team for the last five years. So, I don't know. In the grand in the grand scheme of things, really, time will tell. And that's the worst answer to give. The worst answer to give to somebody is wait. And we'll find out. There's going to be a lot of fun speculation, a lot of fun stuff in the offseason because genuinely we have no idea what this team is thinking, what they're thinking about Kirk Cousins, what they're thinking about some guys on defense, what they're thinking about where the future of this team is. It's, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of excitement. And just because they didn't hire Jim Harbaugh doesn't mean that there's not a lot of exciting things going on with this football team. Well, all right, that's going to wrap it up here on our emergency podcast here as well. I mean, we're going to do a podcast anyways, but we waited a while to see if Harbaugh news would break. It did. We had some time to kind of soak in reports, and there we go. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into this one. We'll have more to break it down. Hopefully some clarity will come in the coming days, and we can break it all down with you. Maybe see who Kevin O'Connell is going to have on staff as well as he becomes the 10th head coach in Minnesota Vikings history unofficially official, and we'll unofficially officially be back tomorrow here on the Minnesota Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Minnesota Sports Podcast. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to leave a five-star review and share the podcast on social media to help spread the word.